This episode is brought to you by Charles Schwab. Decisions made in Washington can affect your portfolio every day. Washington Wise from Charles Schwab is an original podcast that unpacks the stories making news there. Listen at schwab.com slash Washington Wise. Coming up on the Money Beat Show, if you're in the railroad industry, you know who Hunter Harrison is. You might not know who Paul Halal is, but you are going to hear a lot about both of them as they attempt to turn around one of the nation's biggest railroads, CSX. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Money Beach Show. Paul and Steve here in the studio in New York City, joined in the studio on this lovely day by our uh, colleague, Chris Dietrich. Chris, how are you? I am well, sir. I'm, I'm glad to have you here. Chris, thank you for all your help on the Bitcoin story, by the way, too. The Bitcoin hey, no ETF story. It's a Bitcoin world, and we're just living in it, right? Someday. Someday. Maybe. Uh, and we're joined on the phone by Chris Gaffney, president of World Markets at EverBank. Chris, how are you? I'm doing great, Paul. Thanks for having me. We are glad to have you. And we're going to need you, because what we're going to talk about today, folks, is the subject of the day. I'm sure you all watched it on television, which is the inauguration of Republican Donald Trump, who is now President Donald Trump, new administration, new Congress, new Washington, and and all the talk that we heard in 2016, all the rhetoric, all the campaign speeches, all the accusations flying back and forth, it's all gone out the window now. Now the talk has to be backed up by action. Will it be backed up by action is the only question that really matters at this point. And what action? Well, I mean, I think yes, and I what mean, action? I mean, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than just action. It is what action? Because... What you what you saw with the inauguration today was a little bit more of Donald Trump when he was on the stump on the campaign trail, um, and less of what you've seen in in, in, in and actually in recent weeks uh, as on well. Twitter at three a.m. But <laughs> but, but you, you like what you you saw was someone who is going back to the populist roots that got him elected today, and and really sort of emphasizing this protectionism, um, you know, not being taken advantage of other yeah. by you know you know other countries and, you know, make America great. And I think that is actually the one thing, you know, and that's a growing concern from Wall Street. They love when he talks about fiscal stimulus. They love when he talks about tax cuts. They love even more when he talks about deregulation. But well, uh, trade wars? Yeah, and maybe yeah. let's let's start right there, Chris, because, you know, I think he – look, what, what he said what he said on Friday in that inauguration speech, that 16-minute short inauguration speech, was nothing new. He had been saying those exact same oh, yeah. things throughout his campaign. Uh, right. Chris, is there any reason why Wall Street should not have taken him seriously when he was talking about those things? Well, uh, I think that you have to take him seriously, but um, uh, not literally, if, if, if you, you know where I'm going there. I mean, he's got people, he, he's appointed a cabinet that um, sometimes disagrees with some of those campaign yeah. Trump, Trump speeches. I mean, we just had his Treasury Secretary talk about a, you know, a, a strong dollar, whereas Trump's been talking about how we need a weaker dollar to generate exports. And and uh, so the actual policies, I liked where Steve was going. The actual policies that get enacted may be some, uh, somewhat different than, than what we're seeing in the, that stump speech. But um, I think you were exactly right on, on you know, it's, it sends some, some shockwaves or, 
at least increases the angst of, of traders on Wall Street when you start talking protectionism, because a lot of what Trump has, uh, has been talking about um, isn't really positive for, for, uh, for existing companies. Uh, uh, yeah, you may get exports uh, or, or you may get some manufacturing back, but if, if we create trade wars and, and create trade problems, you're not going to have anyone to sell that to. Not to mention this idea that unlike any other time in, in history, we have a, a president now who's, who's calling out companies by name in press conferences, in, in, Twitter. in tweets, of course, uh, but also in you know, Time magazine uh, interviews. We had the interview with the <laughs> Journal where he's, he's jawboning about, right. about the dollar. So, so I don't know, Chris, how do you sort of reconcile this idea that you, you, just, you just really never know what kind of market-moving news could come from, from literally any time he has the microphone or, or even has a, I guess, cell phone to a cell phone in his hands. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that's the, I, I guess that's the uncertainty that's going to be hanging over this administration um, going forward. And, and I don't know that we're, we're Donald Trump's not going to change now that he's president. Uh, I mean, I think the Donald Trump president is going to be the same as uh, the Donald <laughs> Trump president-elect. Uh, you're, you're not going to see a big change. However, um, you know, he's got a lot of smart people around him, not, not, uh, and uh, I think that you'll see policies enacted that may be slightly different than some of the rhetoric. And, and again, you know, I, I sit next to a currency trader here at Everbank World Market, so um, the dollar is a big, big subject all day long and, and all day today. And, and um you know the 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 strong dollar rhetoric, the the jawboning. You know those words start to have less meaning the more you hear them. And uh, while he's able to do that right now, and and able, he he actually talked the dollar down a little bit. A lot of the policies that you're seeing that he's wanting to enact are going to be strong dollar policies. They're going to actually strengthen the dollar. And at the same time, you have the Fed raising rates. They're going to continue to raise rates, that, that central bank policies. So, um, you know, that's going to uh, boost the dollar also. So even though Trump says he wants a weaker dollar and generate exports, and that's just one example, but it's one that hits home uh, for me. You know, just because he says he wants a weaker dollar doesn't mean that's what we're going to get. Well, Um, and just dig in there a little bit. I mean, you're talking about uh, tariffs, the so-called border adjustment, right? I mean, both both of those are, are bullish for the dollar, right? Exactly. For one, you, you get repatriation of, of overseas profits, companies bringing money back to the states, having to buy dollars, sell the, the currency that those profits are in. Um, and at the same time, you have um, you know, uh, investors um, having to um, buy dollars in order to um, buy, those, uh, buy those goods overseas. So um, a lot of the policies that he's talking about are going to be dollar, uh, dollar strengthening. And uh, again, um, you know, it's not necessarily bad. We had the Treasury Secretary come out. Um, you know, I've got the Financial Times here sitting. Uh, you know, they they published something about um, how the Treasury Secretary is going to back long-term strong dollar. Um, again, uh, you know, he's talking about a stronger dollar longer term. So um, I think that the strong dollar is going to be something that comes along. One of the things I think is so difficult for people on Wall Street right now with this administration is when the, when you saw the rally take off after the election, it was, I really think it was because, you know, Donald Trump, you know, you had a Republican in the White House, a Republican Congress, and they were thinking of a, you're going to maybe get this traditional kind of Republican orthodoxy. However, 
if you look at the nominees he's put forth, there's a lot of disagreement. And there's a lot of disagreement with him and the House yeah. on tax policy and all these things. So parsing what's actually going to come out and be the policies, I think, in, in yeah. what form yeah. they're going to take is a hard thing. I mean, just look at you know Steve Mnuchin's testimony yesterday. He brought up Oh, Volcker rule might not be so bad. We might want to keep it for banks that take deposits. He, you know, a new Glass-Steagall for uh, the you know new age. These are things that you know go very much against what the Republicans party typically wants. Yeah, and and again, I think as it the administration um, starts to actually enact uh, laws and and take a look at these regulations, I don't think it's throwing everything out. You yeah. know, I, I think it's going to be, yeah, there'll be some adjustments, there'll be some tweaks, but um, it's not going to be a wholesale change um, and throw everything out and start over again. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a little less of a, a shock, um, if you will, uh, than, than maybe a lot of people had perhaps yeah. expected. And, you know, the, the reason that I, I started off where I started off saying that it was, you know, it had a lot of talk last year and now it's time for action and what action, yeah. you're right, is because I, I'm going to be very interested to see the dynamic in Washington over the next four years where a lot of the things Donald Trump has criticized and a lot of things he has promised to do go against corporate interests. And this is what we're all talking about. But when you talk about draining the swamp and lobbyists, you're really talking about corporate interests. And I, I've been thinking for the longest time, how long are companies going to really like Donald Trump on Twitter telling them what to do? And you've already seen GM's Mary Barra. She she came out and she said, yeah, uh, thanks. You know, basically said, thanks for your suggestions, but we're still going to do what we plan. These plans take years to bring out. They are planned for years in the future. Like... Are companies really going to start changing everything they do whole hog just because this guy's on Twitter telling them to do it? And how is that going to translate into what they, you know, like lobbyists are not going away. And how is that going to translate into the sort of behind the scenes power in D.C., in Washington? That dynamic to me is going to be very, very interesting. And the other thing, too, is how the bully pulpit is is very powerful. However, it's only as powerful as your popularity is. Right. And that yeah. and that's a key thing to watch, because if your popularity goes down and, you know, and, and you know, People, fellow legislators, you know, lawmakers, right. you know, they start thinking you're not going to be around long. You don't have that same power. Right. right. So I, you know, look, this is it. He's, in, he's the president. He's the Republican nominee. It is going to be very interesting, though, to see where this actually goes. Well, and I think. You know, the next 100 days, obviously, everybody talks about the first 100 days, yeah. but uh, it's going to take a little longer than that to really see what impact uh, is going to be on the economy. I mean, it's going to take a while to see it filter through. I think we'll see oh, yeah. at least what the priorities are, but I don't know that right. you're going to see, um, you know, an impact within the first 100 days. And, and then it's a question of how much patience and how much, um, you know, how much leeway are... Um, you know the the constituents going to give uh, the new president on on some of his uh, on some of his promises. So. Yeah, right, right. And I think you know a good example of that of of, of how how long investors are going to be able to kind of carry the animal spirits forward. I mean, you look at infrastructure spending. We hadn't heard much uh, on that. Um, you know, since since the acceptance speech, and he you know Mr. Trump mentioned it today. 
But the likelihood of that coming before the the very end of this year is is nil. It needs uh, to work its way through tra- yeah transportation right. department. It needs to work its way through Congress. So these these aren't these aren't quick uh, sausage making, right? I mean, it's it's going right. to take a long time. Yeah, one of the one I guess I think that you know just to wrap it up here, what do you think for the next hundred days in terms of you know one of the big questions was was a rally last year you know buy the rumor is it going to be sell the news are, are we going to see people sell the news for the next hundred days and sort right. of like you know is it going to be a pullback in the market a little bit or you know is this a time to be sort of bullish on yeah. you know the stocks and the policies that are coming forward. Eight. I, I think that there's some there's some tailwinds right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got some good economic data coming through. We've got you know a, a pickup in GDP, and 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 he's enjoying a little bit of some tailwinds, and and I think that um, will propel uh, the equity markets. I don't think we'll we'll see the kind of reaction that we saw in November, but I do think that um, you know as long as earnings continue to grow, I, I think maybe you know I've always talked about returning to fundamentals, and it seems like there's always something preventing us from returning to fundamentals, but uh, <laughs> that is true. Uh, you know, it would be nice to return to you know the the companies that have good earnings uh, uh, do well, and and you know the the key is going to be confidence. We've got investor confidence and 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 business confidence and consumer confidence. If that confidence stays. I think that could propel these equity markets, and maybe no matter what what uh, are enacted, you know what what goes on in the first right. hundred days. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. If you were buying in in November and December with the thoughts of what is going to happen with the new administration, uh, the the landscape now is not things are not turning around overnight. So it's right. not like things are going to get awful. And if you bought because you expected some kind of change to the tax code, some kind of change to uh, whatever other policies he had in mind, I'm blanking on, you know, like you're not going to sell until at least you get an idea of whether or not those things are actually happening because the economy is not collapsing, like Chris has said. So I think Grocer, you know, the, the, the answer is probably they could give him a while. The market. The market could give him a while to sort of get done what he said he was going to do. No, it's true. Yeah. I mean, he is. I mean, it is interesting. He is a president taking over. I mean, the economy arguably is in the best place of uh, for an incoming president in, you know, what, 20, 30 years? Um, maybe uh, longer. Was, longer than that. It wasn't so bad when uh, Bush came in in 2000. Well, I was on the precipice of. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the time we thought it was good. But certainly better too when you yeah, think I mean, about an you incoming were, you Republican, your, right? Your, your Nasdaq. Yeah. Yeah, unless, unless we see a spike in inflation, which I don't right. expect yeah. to see anytime soon, or we see a, a knee-jerk reaction by the Fed, which I don't expect. Um, right. You know, exactly. Yeah. This is an, a, a very accommodative uh, environment for for corporations, and so right. I think that's uh, uh, going to be the, to the benefit of uh, of the equity markets continuing. Right. For 2017. Right. All right. Uh, Chris Gaffney, president of World Markets at Everbank. Thank you for the time. We really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be working on the railroad. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. News on the go. 
whenever you want it, wherever you want it. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome back to the Money Bee Podcast. Paul and Steve coming to you from Midtown Manhattan, joined by Wall Street Journal reporter David Benoit. Mr. Benoit, how are you? I'm great. And Wall Street Journal's heard on the street. Deputy Editor Spencer, is that your right title That's now? That's the title, yeah. It's like a Deputy Editor Spencer Jacob, how are you? Good. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to profess complete ignorance on this next subject. And I know David that you think I, I try to follow your career as much as possible, Dave. I I, I trains. Can't, I Who can't, doesn't love trains? I can't way, keep up with all the, the the beats that you get. What are you talking about beats? You've been doing the same beat for like four years. And no, no. I mean, I mean, away wins, from you. exclusives, breaking oh. news, beats, oh, okay. beats. Uh, well, he is. He is. He is. A, you know. He does get his scoops. He gets his scoops. Too many scoops for me to keep up All with. Right, let's move oh, on to the topic. Uh, yeah. 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 I gotta. I'm just. Uh, this is way of me saying I'm gonna take the. I mean, he was the financial the background business one, journalist know? of the yeah. year uh, in 2015. 2015. We're at. Yeah. We're at. All right. Let's. So railroads. What have you done for us lately? Huh? So railroads. Yeah. Why do activists like railroads so much? Well, a a particular activist like railroads. So yeah. so right. What we're talking about is 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 this activist Paul Halal, who is Bill Ackman's college roommate, longtime hmm. partner at Pershing Square. Left Pershing Square last year. Everyone's been kind of wondering, oh, what's Paul going to do? What's Paul going to do? Comes out this week um, that he's teaming up with a man named Hunter Harrison, who is a legend in the rail industry. 72 years old and of... And not ready to retire. <laughs> of questionable health and not ready to retire. Hunter Harrison is runs... Canadian Pacific, which is the second biggest railroad in Canada. For that, he ran Can- Canadian National, which is the biggest railroad in Canada. Uh, announced this week that he is not only retiring earlier than expected from Canadian Pacific, but taking, giving away eighty nine million dollars to do it. What do you mean? He, he, he uh, potential income. Yeah, yeah. he oh, relinquished oh. eighty nine million dollars that was coming him. Wow. And, I just want to. I just want to ask: Would would Paul? Would you do that? I wouldn't give up eighty nine dollars. What How about eighty nine cents? Yeah. <laughs> <What are> you... <laughs> right. No, of course not. Well, I, I, I find I find it very impressive, you know, because he is he is a legend in the business, and he um, has turned around now three railroads, uh, dramatically improved results yeah. at those three railroads, hmm. and he wants to do it uh, at a fourth, and is not by no means guaranteed being given the chance to do that. Although the odds look, uh, I'll let Dave. We'll pine on that, but they look okay. Wow, guys like the Bill Parcells of uh, the railroad industry. Yeah, yeah right. Well, well, so we didn't, I don't even think we've gotten to, right, so so this guy Paul Halal and Hunter Harrison essentially are going to go after CSX, which is yes. one of the biggest East Coast railroads in the U.S., based in Florida. Uh, its stock went up more than 20% after we reported this story. It was its uh, second biggest volume day ever. Wow. So, like, essentially, investors said... We're in. We're in. Put Hunter in charge, and it's going to be sort of like getting LeBron James on your team. Yeah, uh, or Tom Brady. Uh, maybe, maybe, or maybe Tom it's Brady. Like, maybe or it's Bill Parcells. Like, who just said it? Or yeah. Belichick? Actually, it's, it's more like an age. Or Bill Michael Parcells. Jordan. Belichick. All right. Anyway, uh, this is enough. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Obviously, this is pretty early. Uh, we don't even know how big of a stake they have. We don't know. They haven't engaged with the company. It doesn't seem like. What's the attraction to an activist investor in railroads? Well, so the attraction specifically for Paul Halal and for Hunter Harrison is 
they already did it. Spencer just mentioned Hunter Harrison turned around three right. railroads. One of them is Canadian Pacific. He took over Canadian Pacific as CEO because Bill Ackman and Paul Halal called him up and said, hey, we're going to go take on CP. Can wow. you teach us you about want, railroads? <laughs> you want to come along? And they essentially doubled their money in the last five years, uh, which is why, actually, back when he was at he had just retired from Canadian National when they called him up, and they had to make him whole on $100 million there. So this is even less, $89 million. they got to go make that up and go make returns. So, so essentially this is kind of in the wheelhouse of Paul Hall. He was a big player on that. He was on the board. And they tried, while they were at Canadian Pacific, all, all of them, Hunter and, and, and Pershing Square, tried to buy CSX and argued to the CSX people, Hunter's better at running a railroad than you guys. Let's bring them in. And that wasn't exactly the message CSX wanted to hear at that point. But the uh, the difference here is that you're not it's not company A taking over company B, even though they're basically non overlapping in terms of their, their networks. You don't have any antitrust issues at all. This is just an activist situation. And what people the way people talk about uh, this guy Hunter Harrison, I mean it's like the mo- the most glowing terms that he can see things. Even people who've been in the railroad business their entire lives don't don't see he's the, the word that one person used with me is a, he's a savant hmm. in terms of uh, of making railroads uh, more efficient and I mean look if you have a larger palette on which to draw and CSX is a much larger railroad than CP uh, if you were to achieve the same kind of savings then the number uh, in terms of the you know that falls to the bottom line and efficiency gains is that much bigger and that's the appeal. My, what my column uh, said, though, it injected it. It's not saying that this guy can't do it. What it's saying is that there's less low-hanging fruit uh, because it's not as inefficient as CP was. It was very inefficient. Of the seven Class One railroads, when he took it over, it was in North America. It was the least efficient by hmm. by far. Uh, but also uh, that the the share price just went up twenty percent yesterday, which is the day that I wrote the the column. Twenty percent. How much of the the benefit does that uh, does that factor in? It you know it was a gain of something like seven right. billion dollars in the market value of the company, and that might kind of be it in terms of you know if you discount the the benefit. And so that that was my reason for being somewhat skeptical. Hmm. The stock did fall quite a bit today. Hey Benoit, is there some behind the scenes thing with Halal? Like why did Halal leave Pershing Square and go into? Is there some? Is there some uh, kind of palace intrigue the, there or something? Or is this literally less, just, you know, money less, deal? Less intrigue than than probably it looks, um, especially because Bill Ackman is not supporting his new uh, hedge fund. Um, mm. But essentially it was Paul Halal had some success. He, he kind of gets some credit for the Canadian Pacific investment. He gets credit for air product. There's some, some of the Another very uh, good. Right. Another good personal investment. investment. Yeah. And essentially uh, Bill Ackman runs the show at Pershing right. Square. It's, it's the Bill Ackman show, and Paul wanted a chance to kind of do it on his okay. own. Okay. And, they, um, and as you said, they are good friends that like to go on. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they're they're still like best friends. They go on these adventuresome trips. Uh, they did Navy SEAL training last year. Like, there's no uh, deep sea diving. Yeah, yeah. There's no there's no breakup here per se. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the the thing to watch here, and 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 what the market is sort of betting on is is what what Spencer was talking about the, the efficiency of these railroads. Hunter's kind of proven a few times to be able to slash it and. Uh, CP's ratio is around seventy percent, and they're aiming for the mid sixties. They talk about, and that's you want the you want it to go down as a cost of percent of revenue. Um, and Hunter 
had kind of in, in Pershing Square had proclaimed they would get CP's ratio to the low 60s. And CP actually, when they were trying to keep them out, said, no, that's impossible. And they paid this money to have this study to do it and said it wasn't possible. And last year, CP's ratio was under 60. Wow. Um, so, okay. so that's kind of the analysts were talking, trying to figure out what number he could get to with CSX and, and kind of putting the stock. You're right. Not that much higher, but kind of mid fifties, and the stock's around forty five right now. Yeah, Spencer, I got a question. I, when when Warren Buffett bought, you know, his uh, was it Burlington Northern yeah. mm-hmm. um, a few years ago? He, he, you know, he referred to it as a bet on you know America and on the U.S. economy. How much is when you're you know running a railroad, investing in a railroad? Is that a bet on um, you know the economic trajectory of whatever country it's in, and in this case, the U.S. Well, the, the rules are different in different countries. They're similar in, in Canada and, and the U.S. Um, and it's like a GDP plus, GDP plus a little play. That's hmm. the kind of the the beauty of it. You know, you're always going to need it. It's not going to become obsolete. There's no, uh, there's nothing that's going to replace rail. You know, you're not. I mean, there may be one day. Um, that the drones te- are coming, Spencer. Exactly, technologies, <laughs> the airships yeah. or whatever, but. Uh, it's very likely, you know, for the next century, it's going to be there. It's the track rights, the kind of the right of way. You, it's very you can't duplicate the the asset. So it's you're, you're not going to be wildly rich buying into a railroad these days. It's not like the, the 19th century, you know, when it was a the a new, new yeah. cutting edge technology. But you'll do pretty you can do pretty pretty well. And hmm. for a company the size of Berkshire Hathaway, you know, which is you know owns a lot of other utility like businesses. That's fine for them. You know, the, you you invest and you know roughly what rate of return you're going to get, and it's a pretty okay return. All right. We will leave it there. David Benoit, Spencer Jacob, thank you very much, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. And uh, everyone, thank you for listening, and we will catch up with you very soon. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Chief information officers, long regarded as technical gurus serving the business, are often today's visionaries, evangelists, and change agents for the business. Join Deloitte's Lou DiLorenzo in conversation with tech leaders who've challenged the status quo, redefining the CIO's role by transforming organizations and industries. Where technology and influence converge, new opportunities and value can emerge. 